Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Well, welcome to day 16, and we are just looking forward to our time together with you today. Hey, our theme verse that we've been using through the entire Open Door experience has been Colossians 4, verses 2 and 3. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. In particular today, we want to focus on that word proclaim and proclaiming the good news personally. Now, one of the core values in the Nazarene Collective is invitation, and this is both an invitation to the church, but also an invitation into our lives. In today's conversation, we'll go down both roads of inviting someone into your life of following Jesus, which is going to naturally include gathering with other believers on a consistent basis. So last uh, last time we started this conversation, it was last week, and we didn't quite finish the conversation. So I've got Adam and Sean and Aaron returning again this week so we can pick up sort of where we left off. We were talking about sharing our faith, talking through ways to walk through those open doors that God provided and practice, in essence, practice invitation. But today we want to talk about what often holds us back from doing so, and that is the fear of of rejection. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this was the story of my life growing up. I was, I, uh, good or bad, I had a lot of fear of rejection from my peers. I definitely had fear of rejection from any girl I had interest in. And uh, I, I got to be honest, I even see remnants of those fears in my adult life today. Uh, not no longer about the girl thing, but, but uh, I, so I get, I get the fear of rejection of sharing your faith. So uh, just got some questions that we're going to talk about and work through. And guys, how, how does someone like me or some of the people listening today, how do you handle that fear of rejection and just rejection itself? What are some examples? What are some ways we can do that? Maybe some stories that you could share with us where you would say, you know what? I've tried to talk to somebody about Jesus and it led to nothing but rejection. Well, I, I think for most of us, we have been rejected most of our life at some level. <laughs> you know, so I'm not alone. Oh no, no, we're quite used to it. <laughs> you become numb. <laughs> oh, they didn't like me. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> so, there's that. I think part of it is uh, really becoming okay with it. That it is. Um, it's not. It's not that they're necessarily rejecting you as much as they are rejecting uh, what you believe in and what you stand for and, and um, you know, the core of who you are. And so when you begin to share that, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're telling, you're, you're sharing this good news with them, and then it's up to them to decide what they want to do, and it's relinquishing that I, I don't have to play the role of messenger and Holy Spirit. 
Mm-hmm. My role to play is to share the story. And once once you separate the two, because I, I think we deal with some grief and that we have to be, we have to share the story and then we also have to play the role of the convictor. And when they are not convicted the way we think they should be, then then we put ourselves in a terrible spot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're, you're not. Now, Aaron, you've, I, sh- you've shared um, with me at least some, some stories of where, man, you were living this out. You were putting this into practice, the art of invitation, the, the beauty of sharing Christ with someone, and uh, <laughs> they did not respond well. Why don't you t- bring us yeah. into a story like that yeah. that gives an example of this? This is probably one of the worst stories like I have, and so it's good to say it. Uh, for people to hear it. I've shared it before, too. Um, when um, This is probably way back in 2002 um, when we were learning, you know, how to reach, uh, how to do evangelism and stuff like that when we we're studying in college and doing theology and stuff. So every Saturday we were sent out into like our towns and villages to go and, and, and reach people for Jesus. And one of this time and, and those days, um, and it's not those days, just 2002, but we were given bicycles to go into these uh, places. So uh, hey, some re- of us... Aaron, remind everyone where you were living when this kind of stuff was going down. This was in India, in the south of India, a place called Bangalore, uh, closer to Bangalore, you know, um, probably the outskirts of Bangalore. That's where we were studying and stuff. And uh, we would go into these towns and villages sharing people about Jesus, sometimes even showing the Jesus film. Uh, that was pretty popular. Um, and then one 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 of the Saturdays when we, uh, you know, friends got together, rode our bicycles into this village. Uh, and we have been going into this village for, you know, for several weeks. But this time I see and some of us see people waiting with knives in their hands. And um, um, and as we would like getting in there, we were like, this doesn't look good. And there are people looking angry. One of us who was kind of like the team leader went a little ahead and kind of figured it out what was going on. So he came, I guess, like better run. And so we started bicycling our bicycles back. So somebody did catch some of our bicycles and slashed the tires, had some chili powder to put on the eyes. And and we just were running after that because you can't ride those bicycles like that. We were running with the bicycle. I mean, those bicycles belong to the college, so we had to bring it back anyways. So we ran. We ran hard and fast. We came back. But that week, we prayed about it. We shared it to the community. People prayed about it. And a week later, we went back again. And I don't know what happened. A week later, it was okay to go into that village. And we had our little guitars and stuff. We shared stories, we sang songs, but it was okay. But the first time we went, uh, or, or, or the time this time, I don't know why. Why it was the way it was? Maybe God was trying to teach us uh, to be strong, or get back in prayer. Whatever that was, it, it was, it was, it, it, it was scary. So that is one of my biggest rejection stories. I think your story makes any of our stories of just feeling like, well, they're not going to like me. You had your tires slashed. You had chili peppers thrown into your eyes, or that was their attempt. And, attempt. and we are nervous of 
somebody just hurting our feelings or us hurting their feelings. Holy yes. cow. Aaron, that's an amazing thing. And I do love that you're, all of you chose to respond by going back and praying and seeking out, all right, God, what do we do with this? And then God obviously showed up and opened the doors there in that community and that village. Wow. That's amazing, Aaron. That's um, incredible. Yeah. And, uh, and you want me to be strong. Well, and, and you guys, uh, sometimes I think we take for granted of where we do live here in the United States, where even though we are experiencing perhaps, I, I think you could safely argue, um, persecution is beginning to take some different forms here in the United States, still yes. nothing like what you have experienced in India. Yes. Oh, we're glad God is always there for us and he goes before us too and protects us. Well, let's let's uh, go back into this thought of people being fearful. And um, obviously, Aaron survived. <laughs> he's still he's still here. he's here. He's still telling people about Jesus. He's still doing all of those things. But how how can we speak to just some of that fear that people have of being rejected? What? What would any of us speak into someone who just is still feeling, even though they know, okay, nobody may slash my bike tires, I'm just still afraid about sharing my faith? I think that something that is slightly going off of what Sean said about how they're not, it's not, I mean, there is some occasions where they're actually rejecting you as a person. And that, I mean, that's just, that's unfortunate. But there, there's a lot of times when it is they're rejecting the Jesus that you're bringing. They're rejecting the news. They're rejecting the gospel and and then what you believe in. And with that, there's a lot of, I I think we have a pretty good story in scripture where Paul talks about being the one who plants the seed, but not always being the one who gets to reap the harvest. And something that, you know, I was thinking about um, while I was in college, when I was trying to think about this and just in a lot of different things was giving whatever we do. And particularly when it comes to sharing the message of Jesus, when we do that, giving it back to God and putting it back in his hands, because God's pretty powerful. I think we can all agree on that. And when we go and share that news, when we do that, there is a lot of fear that we're going to get rejected. But when we do share that, it's just like, I'm going to share this news. That is what saved me and continues to save me. And it is so incredibly important, this news, this gospel that when I share it, it's just, I'm giving this back to God. You know, this is, this is what he has called me to do. So he'll be faithful to help us do it. So when there's that fear, it's just like, I'm giving this to God ahead of time. And when you go, if you get rejected, it's still in God, God's hands. And who knows, maybe there was a seed that was planted that days, weeks, years down the line comes to fruition. I think one of the things too, that I started doing and I, I, and I don't remember where I read it, um, but it was about asking. It, it is taking a principle when you're making a big request of someone um, to lead it off this way, that to say, hey, your response to what I'm about to tell you is between you and God, not me and you. Amen. And the way the way I feel about you will not change based on your response. So you're allevi- alleviating some pressure that um, maybe sometimes their knee-jerk reaction of rejection that we feel as a knee-jerk reaction of rejection to us um, is a self-defense. 
like if you're if you're not gonna like me because of my response, I'm just gonna not like you, not like you first. So I I've started leading with that. That hey, how I feel about you is not gonna be determined by your response to what I'm about to say to you. And so it, it's between you and God, not me and you. And by doing that, then it does kind of lighten the load for them to go, okay, this and I think it also points the pressure to them. It puts them in the in the in the right relationship uh, because they're not worshiping me. They're not following me, and and so that that's just one of the things I do. Well, let's take it a slightly different path because something that I know people also struggle with in the scheme in the scheme in the understanding of invitation is the second part of when we talk about invitation, we talk about inviting people into our personal lives, but as which would be inviting them into knowing what we know as a follower of Jesus and, and hoping that they choose that path as well. But as well, just coming to church. Um, I, I know some people just struggle sometimes of how do I open that door? How do I invite someone? How do I bring it up in conversation? What can I do to invite someone to come and, and join me at at church, whether, whether that's at Valparaiso or in Winnemac, how do I extend that invitation? I do believe if uh, an opportunity presents itself, then you must invite uh, somebody to church. I also believe that this is where, and, and this is how I've experienced, um, <clears throat> you know, how God has asked me to share. Uh, this is where I believe that uh, we have to be very attentive on a Sunday morning you know, when a preacher is preaching, I use, I will use analogies, stories, one-liners from a Sunday morning sermon, from whatever the pastor has to say. And that's something that I would use in my conversation. I, this, my pastor said this last week during our conversations, hoping that that will resonate with them. And then the question, which church do you go to? You know, and that's where, I mean, I, the more I share from my church, you know, and what I'm learning from there is that's how they will relate and want to go to that same church. You know, and want you to come, not just VNC, just church in general. So that is how I do try to bring those up in my conversations. Use sermons and analogies from on Sunday morning. That's good, man. Anybody else thoughts on on how you would encourage someone to extend that kind of invitation to to join you at church? Well, I think something that, for me at least, I remember I had a friend in college. Um, that even though we went to a Christian university, he didn't have you know personal relationship with Jesus and didn't go to church anywhere. And Sunday morning was just kind of his relaxing time. And uh, the, the the unique thing was that my church met uh, in the evening, um, and I, I would just I extended that invitation. But the thing that I tried to remember was I I knew some people when I was in high school who would invite their friends to church. And I remember I saw this one time where. They were getting super close to them. They were getting super close to them. They were in a relationship. It was good. And then they said, hey, do you want to come to church with me? And they said no. And then like they just didn't talk. Like it was like that was the, the thing that broke it. It's like they were leading up to, hey, do you want to get do you want to go to church with me? And was, the answer was no. And they're just like, all right, well, well this, this has been fun. This that was a good friendship. And with that person, I wanted I knew that that person had just a, a long history of church hurt. And regardless of what you think on church church and what, what I think on church church, I knew that he had been hurt in very deep ways. And as he and I had become friends, it was how do we unpack those things? And then constantly extending that invitation and it wasn't taken freshman year. It wasn't taken sophomore year. It wasn't taken 
junior year wasn't taken. Senior year, first semester, most of second semester, it was never taken. But our friendship never stopped. It was, I, you matter more to me than whether or not you went to church Sunday night. Hmm. You as a person matter more to me than whether or not you sang the same songs as me. And I just, I wanted him to know that. I wanted him to feel that. I wanted him to experience that in my, my refusal to give up on him. And he'd be like, oh, I did this this weekend. I'm like, okay, I went to church. And he's like, oh, you probably think I'm, I'm so terrible because I did this. I was just like, no, I don't do that. But I don't think you're disgusting and horrible. And it was God was checking me because there were times, I'll be honest, there were times where I was just like, man, that, that's kind of stupid. I didn't say that to him. But in my mind, I was, God was checking me on the, when the way that God sees that person is someone who was created to be in loving relationship with Jesus. And potentially, you are the person that God is using to get them there. To let that door be open and keeping it open and not shutting it because they didn't do what we think they should. But remembering that this is a person who has been called by Jesus to be in relationship with them and refusing to give up on, they said no the first time. They said no after three years, but who knows? Maybe in you being Jesus to them, someday they're like, well, if this is what Jesus looks like, maybe I'll give it a try. Oh, yeah. And I think as we process the thought of invitation, uh, what you just defined as a reminder, there's a difference between a relationship and a project. And nobody yeah. wants to be a project. Absolutely Everybody not. desires relationships. And so as we deal with the reality in, in this conversation today, anytime you practice invitation, rejection's going to happen. Right. And, it, and it's okay. And, uh, but I would encourage you in that thought of just like Jesus has never given up on you, do not give up on that person just because of their response in a particular moment. Invitation is a powerful thing and you don't do it alone. Uh, that's the beauty of the gospel you're trying to invite someone to. Jesus lives in us, through us, and with us. If, if I could add one more thing, I just, this came to mind and I'll say it quick. When Jesus gives the great commission before he ascends into heaven, he finishes it with, and I will be with you always. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. His last words are go make disciples. And he finishes that with, and I will be, be with you always. And I think at least a lot of times in my life, I have forgotten that. That it's like Jesus gave me a call and he sent me. And then I went to talk to someone and Jesus wasn't there. God is always present in every place. There's not a place where we go where he's not there and we have to bring him there. He's already there waiting for us. You know, I often say, God, I do believe that God is always present. The question is, am I? And I want mm. to be more present even in those moments. That's good. Well, today, uh, man, I hope today is an encouragement to you. And uh, our prayer that I would invite you to pray today is just asking God for the courage to not let fear hold you back from sharing the message of Jesus or inviting someone with you to church because you know that he is with you in those moments as well. 
Hey, it's been so good to be with you. Hey, if you, if you have any stories to share with us of how God has been opening doors in your life, send us an email, opendoor at valponaz.org. We'll see you tomorrow.